Welcome to Knights of Roleplay, an adventuring podcast. This is an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Royalty free music provided by Kevin MacLeod, Plate Mail Games, and Tabletop Audio. And now, to adventure. Hello and welcome. My name is Chris Buckner and I'm the primary dungeon master for Knights of Roleplay and Adventuring Podcast. This is episode number three, How to Play 5e D&D, or 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. The purpose of this episode is to give not a comprehensive but a very basic overview of the rules of Dungeons and Dragons. And one of the first things I want to say is Dungeons and Dragons is often referred to as D&D. I think most people probably know that. The Dungeon Master, or the person who runs the game, is referred to as the DM for Dungeon Master. Player character is shortened to PC, and non-player character is shortened to NPC. Basically, the way that Dungeons and Dragons works is the Dungeon Master describes the scene, the players describe their actions, and then the DM tells the players the result. And you pretty much keep doing that throughout an entire night's session. There are three main pillars of adventuring, which are exploration, social interaction, and combat. One of those three things will be going on at any given time during an adventure. Combat takes place over a series of rounds, which is about six seconds. So combat actually, you know, a combat typically won't go more than maybe five or six rounds, which really isn't that much time. But if a combat were to go six rounds, that could actually take about an hour to an hour and a half of actually sitting at the table and playing. When it comes to the characters that the players are playing, they essentially have two core parts. One is their race and one is their class. Their race is anything like human, elf, dwarf, gnome, halfling, dragonborn, tiefling, etc. Their class is essentially their job. It's what they do. If they're a fighter, they fight. If they're a rogue, they, they sneak around and they're very stealthy. If they're a cleric, they're essentially a priest and they use divine magic. If they're a wizard, they use uh, powerful wizard spells and so on. A lot of what happens in D&D mechanically with the dice is essentially that you roll the 20-sided die or a D20, that's another abbreviation, you roll the D20 and you add a number. If you're making an attack, you roll the D20 and you add a number. If you're making a saving throw, you do the same thing. If you're making a skill check, you also do that. And typically the number is based on one of your six ability scores, which are strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. And you have modifiers derived from those numbers. And you add those modifiers to the d20 when you make an attack roll, a saving throw, or a skill check. Getting back to combat, everybody has a movement speed, which typically you can move up to your speed during a round of combat and then take an action. Most people get one action in combat. There are also actions called bonus actions, which you can only take if some kind of a class feature or a racial feature or some feature of the game says that you can take a bonus action. During combat, creatures take damage, and they have hit points, and as they take damage, it reduces their hit points. 
there's also something called temporary hit points, which it's basically like a buffer that you put on top of your hit points. So if a person has zero hit points, they're unconscious. They can't suddenly become conscious with temporary hit points, but if they have like five hit points and 10 temporary hit points, the damage they take would come off the temporary first before going into their actual hit points. If a character takes enough damage to drop them to zero hit points, then they are dying. On each round of combat, on that character's turn, they have to make a death saving throw, which is a success on a roll of 10 or higher on a d20. If over the course of each successive round, they reach three successes before three failures, then they stabilize at zero and no longer have to make death saving throws. If over those rounds, they reach three failures before three successes, then their character is dead. Characters can also suffer death saving throw failures by taking damage while they are unconscious. When it comes to magic, you pretty much have cantrips, which cantrips are spells that a spellcaster can use every single round of combat, and potentially out of combat as well. Spell slots are basically a resource that a spellcaster uses where they have so many spell slots, usually per day, sometimes you can get them back on a short rest, but I'll talk about rest in a minute. But basically, you can use your spell slots as a resource as you are using first level spells, second level spells, and so on. Your spell slots get depleted, and then you usually get them back at the end of the day. Sometimes when somebody is concentrating on a spell, if they take damage or something distracts them, they may lose concentration on a spell. Let's talk about resting. There is a short rest and there is a long rest. A short rest is an hour and a long rest is six to eight hours. And you can't benefit from more than one long rest within a 24-hour period. The benefit of a short rest is that you can spend hit dice at the end of that rest to regain hit points. And you have a number of hit dice based on your level. And it also depends on your class. When you finish a long rest, you get all your hit points back and you get up to half of your hit dice. After a short rest, you can also gain certain class features back. And after a long rest, that's typically when a spellcaster will regain their spell slots. Although a warlock can regain their limited number of spell slots after a short rest. And another thing that I've I covered in episode number two is that there are many house rules in a lot of different campaigns where dungeon masters just like to put special rules into the game that are kind of fun and very unique and very customized to a certain dungeon masters campaign. So that's a basic overview of how to play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening and I'll talk to you again soon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a review anywhere this podcast can be found. Please tell your friends about Knights of Roleplay and spread the word through social media. We can be found on Twitter at Knights of RP and on Facebook and Instagram at Knights of Roleplay and on our website at knightsofroleplay.com. Your help and support are greatly appreciated. <laughs>